You're listening to Love Your City. It's a Movement Australia podcast. We believe that communities can be transformed as a unified church in every city or town lives and proclaims the gospel into every sphere of society. We'll tell stories from where this is already happening. We'll dig into the Bible to better understand God's heart for cities and towns. And we'll discuss practical strategies. Because no matter where you live, a gospel movement can happen. Welcome to another episode of the Love Your City podcast. Joined as always, well, that's not true because she ditched us on the last episode. Uh, Letitia Shelton, though, welcome back. I'm back, yes. Why would you not share the couch with your brother? Um, because he you had... history. <laughs> he smells. Oh, gee. Yeah. Okay. Well, lucky that doesn't translate to our... Uh, forum, both audio and video today. Yeah. I'm still getting used to this video thing. I feel like I need to sit up straight and not slouch and I just need to relax, Letitia. Relax. Help me to relax. <laughs> okay. Do your best. Can we order a wine? We are talking about something that I think is um, super important today. Um, probably the biggest reason why we don't see more unity in towns and cities, both in our nation and around the world. And that's a simple thing, that, a simple label that I'll give it but it has layers and it's complex, disagreement, disagreement. Something you and I have never done. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, never on air. I mean, we, 17 <laughs> takes to get to a point where we don't fight sometimes. But no, that's not true. That's not true. And I think one of the, one of the, the fruits of that disagreement is the fact that we have like something like 42,000 denominations across the world. Um, that, that's, from, from one perspective, that might be okay in the sense of diversity. We don't want uniformity in the church. Uniformity is different to unity. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you delve into it, we spoke a bit about this before we hit record, the history of those denominations are often linked to church splits and fights and doctrinal disputes and all this pain. sort of thing. Yep. A lot of pain. Um, I think from the outset, though, what, what I would lay down when it comes to disagreement, and maybe this is a good starting point for our discussion, is the theological reality, if that's the way to put it, probably not, but the, the spiritual truth is probably a better way to say it, that whether we like it or not, as the people who belong to Jesus Christ, we are unified. That, that's a truth that's al- already real for us. Um, in, in the same way that I'm a Jackson and I am in family with everyone who I, who I not everyone whose surname is Jackson, that's not true, but my family. <laughs> Michael Jackson? No, well, no, um, maybe distantly in the past. But the, the, the family that I know uh, and the extended family, I'm, I, my parents separated and divorced and they've remarried and had other kids and all that sort of thing. And so that family... Uh, I am united with in the sense that they are my family. And even though we disagree, and we do disagree, um, nothing changes the fact that we are united as a family. Mm. And I think starting from that platform of unity is so important in our cities that we are family. What do you think about that? Yeah. Oh, look, I agree. (laughs) Don't do that. You need to... (laughs) I know. Couldn't agree more. And so uh, whether... I, I love or agree or disagree with mm. the Lutherans, the Catholics, mm. the Pentecostals down the road, we are still one. Mm. Um, and that's just a fact. And so somehow we've got to make a way to make it work. Okay. So where do we go wrong then? <laughs> well, because <laughs> I think a big uh, misconception when it comes to unity is that it's got to be conformity. Um, mm. and, but univer- unity is really celebrating our differences. Um, just been reading a blog by Chris Vallotton and he made the statement that unity has more to do with um, in relationships with disagreement than with agreement. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, nowhere does Jesus wait till we agree with him before mm. he loves us and mm. helps us. And so I think if you can realise... Um, our 
diversity and even our disagreements can be strengths, not weaknesses. Yeah, I think that's good. And, and disagreement is not a reason not to unify. And, and like I think of this, this, this is just thinking off the top of my head, these are not in my notes, but maybe the church is one of the few places, if not the only place, where disagreement means disunity. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I disagree with my wife, but I'm not going to disunify from her. Um, I disagree with people who are Essendon Bombers supporters all across the nation, but we're still united in our, in our support of Essendon. Um, it, it, the church seems to be a place that thrives on disagreement be, leading to disunity. It does. But at the same time, and, and this is something I've noticed, I've uh, led a ministry with hundreds of women from at least 40 different churches across mm. our city. Uh, never once have we had a theological disagreement. Mm. Never once have we had disagreed about baptism. Have you ever had a theological discussion, though? <laughs> a couple, but not not a lot. Okay. But mm. we, um, and this is the difference, I think, where we go wrong a bit. We mm. do centre around our theology, mm. um, and particularly more pastors. Um, but for us as women, we were centred around the pain, the issues, and let's just get in and do something. Mm. And so, yeah, hardly um, our style of worship or whatever or prayer came up mm. and we were able to accomplish a lot that way. Whereas um, maybe if we don't have a bigger purpose, we're here for the city, we're here for God's kingdom and his glory, mm. we get narrowed down to um, some yeah. of those issues. I think the, the other the other thing to make really clear in our discussion too is we have an enemy who knows that a unified mm. church is too powerful. <laughs> And so he he breeds disunity because I think I was just thinking from my history, uh, having been a pastor for about 15 years, a lot of the reason why I didn't unify with other pastors or or or, uh, or not want to even have relationship with them was fear, like fear of their theological position, fear of their differences that made me question the whole whether they were actually unified as a part of God's family because they had these views that were that were different, um, and and that's the sort of stuff that that works in to uh, disagreement that leads to disunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of the things I've treasured in the last five, four or five years has been to, to be led, even though that fear has st- still been real, to be led into relationship. One of my best friends now mm-hmm. is from a denomination that I would have thought was a cult mm-hmm. not long ago. Um, so um, that's the beauty yeah. that we can miss out on if we hold our disagreement too, too firmly. I think so. And I, I think a key thing that I've heard um, someone I know well say a lot um, is, do you want to be right or do you want to be in relationship? And, you know, we can make it about who's right or we can make it about that relationship. And mm. I remember last year speaking in another city, asking a group of pastors when they said, well, how do you get on with your theological differences in your city? And I just said, I always remember this quote, do you want to be right or mm. do you want to be in relationship? And this pastor looked at me and said, I want to be both. <laughs> and he was dead serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I handed over to the person next to me. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, because it's around the cross. The, mm. the, the cross is our theology and that's um, humble. And yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It would be really good if um, in this podcast we would disagree on something. So okay. I'm, just, I'm just looking for something to disagree with you on and I haven't sure. come up with something yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Even though there. we know there's heaps, I know. That we disagree, but what, that's the thing. We, usually disagree we disagree about? on a lot. Um, we do probably more on style than theology. Um, <laughs> anyway, no. Do you ma- As in, you know, anyway. Move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I was just thinking for, for that. Uh, this isn't such a disagreement, but I, I think for that for that pastor, not knowing, I've only heard that story. I, I wasn't there. I don't know the mm. background. But there, there is there is a quest, and I think it's an honourable quest to discover truth. And to understand the truth of, of who God is, who we are, what the church is, what the church should do, what it shouldn't do, all those sorts of things. Um, and that, that quest for truth, when we think we've discovered it, 
I think that's probably what's under underlying that that gentleman's comment that mm. I want to be both. Mm. It's that quest for truth. I think that's honourable, but at the same time, I, I, I like I, I want to get into scripture. That mm. that's where I want to go because I want to get to the truth. Um, that that the unity isn't around that I see in scripture is not around a right set of beliefs as much as it is around a person that is God. Mm. You know, I, I think like I've been reading through. Um, uh, judges and into First Samuel and, and and God says through through Judges and through Samuel, um, you, you you're crying out for a king Israel, but let me be your king, let, unify around me. And then Jesus, of course, becomes the one that um, people unify around, rather than a set of beliefs that we can tick the boxes off before we can then work together. I think that's a huge uh, reality that we need to grapple with our unities around a person. It's not around a set of mm-hmm. doctrine. That's vital. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. You agree? Okay, <laughs> Sorry. Come on, we'll find something. I know. All right, let's, I want to jump into to some scripture because I was thinking of this, like where are some examples of this? Um, I see quite a, a strong disagreement between Paul and Barnabas about John Mark and about his, his whatever it is, whether he's suitable for the mission that, that Paul would have him on, um, all that sort of thing. You, you don't get a sense that any evil is happening there. It's just that Paul looks at this guy and says, I, I, he's let me down. I don't want him on board, he's a, he's a, he's a uh, liability, he's not going to be an asset. And Barnabas goes, I disagree with you, Paul. And they have this, I don't know how vicious it got, it, be, it became a fight and ended up parting ways. And, and you get a sense that that was, that was okay. Like, well, I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? Is that? Yeah, look, I mean, you struggle with those mm. things because, you know, we're taught to um, <laughs> uh, forgive, reconcile, mm. um, to love our enemies, to think of others as more important than themselves. Mm. So is mm. there a... Sin, you know, I mean, I've been working in this city teaching girls to forgive their abusers for the last yeah, 20 right. years. And I'm, you know, saying that you need to. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't make it right. Mm. Um, so is there times in the Bible where that makes it right? I don't know. Maybe they had a, um, a happy disagreement and, and agreed to disagree. Mm. And I think that's okay. Mm. But when there's offense and disagree and unforgiveness, mm. that's when the enemy really gets in. Yeah. Um, but yep. maybe there are times where we need to go, I love your brother, mm. but um, maybe... Let's go our separate ways. Your best to work over there. <laughs> and, I, and I guess that that's part of what I want to say about disagreements. Sometimes that's okay. And I, well, I want to come mm. back to that. But sometimes it is okay to go our separate ways, motivated by the cause to serve Jesus and see his kingdom come, um, that, that we can't work together uh, on this particular project or yep. this mission or whatever, and it's appropriate to go. And, and I mean, with John Mark, it all it has a happy ending. Um, they're reunited and Barnabas takes him away and invests in him and encourages him and, and supports him. In fact, I think he takes John Mark home again and, and, and spends that time. Mm. And then they're all reunited later. And, and I think in a letter Paul writes, he, he, he honours John Mark as someone who's an asset and mm. no longer a liability. Um, and so that's, that's a good outcome. Um, I also thought of Acts 15, where there is a significant disagreement about um, the Jewish religion and its role in Christianity. And Paul and Peter have this, you know, Paul says, I... I I disputed him to his face, you know, that you get the impression that it was pretty tense, loving maybe, but, but tense. Um, but th- in, on this occasion, and this is, the, this is important, I think, in this disagreement, on this occasion, it was super important, and I know I use that super a lot, but it's super important that they came to an agreement. This wasn't a disagreement about whether people should become Jews before they become Christians. This wasn't something that they could just agree to disagree on. It was something that they needed to work through. And I love the end of that discussion without, without exegeting the whole thing. It seemed good to us and to the Holy Spirit mm. that the Holy Spirit played a role in this community that was in disagreement and in dispute 
but through humility and love for one another and through genuine prayer and coming together, they're able to come to an agreement. And there are times where that's an appropriate course of action. Absolutely. Mm. I think, um, again, it depends on the nature of what you're working on and what you're doing. Mm. I love that they were able to have um, an honest discussion and, mm. and I've been... Um, lucky enough to be in a bunch of those discussions here in our own city where I've seen different pastors and leaders really strongly put their th- point on the table, but then submit to maybe mm. whoever is leading or what's been, and it's just beautiful because mm. there's good, honest discussion. No one's been fake or trying to please each other. Um, but at the end of the day, for the greater cause, um, somebody might submit. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think that's where you do come to a place of real unity. Absolutely. I see it too, and, and, and this is probably, and I've, Roger Sutton, our friend Roger Sutton has talked a lot about this. Um, I see this happening as well when uh, Luke, Luke 22, uh, Luke records a dispute arising among Jesus' apostles, Jesus' disciples. I mean, you can't get more obvious as a disagreement than that. A dispute arose among them, and the dispute was about who among them was the greatest. Mm-hmm. And I think, man, that is such a common disagreement that prevents unity. Mm. Who's going to lead? Who's going mm. to be the one in charge of all this? Who's go- I want to do it. I know you're not good enough to do it. Who- let's have a vote. Like, there's so many things that compete to be the greatest. And I love what Jesus does. He says, you know what? If you want to be the greatest, serve. Mm. Take the least position. And the essential nature, the essential characteristic in unity, I, I have been led to believe and, and believe thoroughly is humility. Mm. We can't have unity without humility. Um, and, and that's where Jesus goes with this. Um, let the leader be the one who serves, he says to them. Um, and, and that just silences this dispute. Okay, this is not a race to be the greatest. It's the, ra- it's the race to be the lowest mm. and to be the servant of all. Um, and without that, we won't have any practical unity at all. Yeah. Mm. No, it's very valuable. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, we're, we're, we're getting uh, there. We're getting there. So what happens, say, um, there's a couple of men or women uh, trying to have a gospel city movement and mm. they're just not agreeing. You've, you've got a mm. few tips. I've got um, a few tips. I, I did want to say one, one more. I had one more passage that I wanted to just talk about because I, I think this is, this is so amazing that when Jesus brings together his 12 apostles, the, the, the 12 that would follow him, in that group is Matthew the tax collector and Simon the Zealot. And I'd never seen this before in, in having read the Bible and read that passage many times, but understanding the history that tax collectors and zealots, both, both of them were Jews, but they would have hated each other. Mm. Like it's like a, a, a staunch liberal voter with a staunch Labor voter in the same room. I mean, that, that, that probably doesn't even cut it enough. But two, two people who completely opposed to one another, like the tax collector would have thought the zealot was, was a psych, psychopathic, violent, loving you know, and, and the zealot would have thought the tax collector was a complete compromising, you've, you've turned your back on Jew, Jewism, you've become a Judaism, you've become a complete um, Roman, you've gotten to bed with the Romans and, and it would have just been on. But Jesus brings these guys together and gives them a vision that is bigger and, and overwhelms and trumps their personal passion. Mm. And that, that kind of, I think that starts to answer the question. I, I think if, if you can't agree, I want, I want to give some tips because I, I want to be realistic about this. Mm. But what is driving you um, and, and that, that humility around Jesus and that coming to the cross and, and taking a knee before him and all collectively doing that, that's the starting point for working together. And I don't think there is an alternative to that. It's not going to be your personal passion. Otherwise, you'll only work with people who share your personal passion. Um, but is the mission of Jesus in your city your driving force? Um, because if it is, it can overwhelm 
really stark opposing mm. passions that people have. Um, and it's proven by Matthew the tax collector and Simon the zealot becoming a part of this posse, this, this close-knit um, mission team. So, yeah, I think, I think some tips when seeking to work with people you disagree with. The first and most important thing, I think, is to acknowledge the disagreement. If you don't acknowledge it, but you're both aware of it, it will just simmer beneath the surface and be unwanted tension mm. forever, <laughs> unless it comes to the surface. And you talk about, we've experienced this as we work together. We need to identify where we disagree. And then it's important, you got to ask the question, is it, is it important that we come to agreement on this in order to work together? Or is it unimportant? And that leads to two outcomes. If it's unimportant that we come to, we go, well, let's, let's acknowledge that we don't agree on that, but let's mm. put it on the shelf. Agree to disagree is the way that you know, most people say it. And let's get on with the job. Um, but the other thing may be, no, this, this, on this particular thing we're working on, this disagreement is going to get in the way and we need to reconsider. And I think that's, that's being really realistic. And like, like Paul with Barnabas over John Mark, they went their separate ways. And I, mm. think, I think that can't... We need, we need to be okay with that. Yeah. We, we, we promote unity and the whole church taking the whole gospel to the whole city so much as a part of Movement Day. Yeah. But I think it's important that we acknowledge that sometimes it's okay to go your separate ways. I don't know. What, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah. I mean, we discussed this earlier. I think there's as long as you're going not in offence or unforgiveness. Yeah. Yes. I Great. That's a really good point. I think they're just too – if you're leaving with um, a bee in your bonnet, mm. um, that's never helpful. Mm. So, um, but, yep, there are times. That's gold, Letitia. I, I think that is – yeah, as long as you leave with blessing and peace rather than offence. Oh, that's, that's excellent. That's the sound bite for this podcast. Okay, great. great. Well done. Make note of that, Evan. You, I, <laughs> see, the reason I talk so much um, is because it takes me longer to say these things, but you just come out with these pithy statements that just nail it and you don't have to rab, rab it on just like I do. Just let me know when you need me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, acknowledge the disagreement, then work out whether it's something you can work together on or, or not. And, yes, absolutely, if, if you are walking away with bitterness and resentment, all that sort of thing, that, that's not good and you need mm -hmm. to work that through. Um, agree to disagree is a powerful statement. Mm -hmm. um, but above all, and, and this relates to what you just said, um, do it in a spirit of love. You know, Romans uh, 12, 18, uh, which I've written the reference for, but I haven't got the passage in front of me. But do your best to live at peace with everyone. Mm -hmm. Do your best, like actually put the effort in. Um, we live in a a day when people are so easily offended. I'm offended by that. I find mm -hmm. that offensive. I'm mm -hmm. offended by this and that and whatever. Mm -hmm. I think doing your best to live with people is, is in, in peace with people is dealing with that offence uh, in a way that leads towards peace rather than conflict. Yep, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing good. Very good, very good. And I, I want to come back to, like we started off by talking about um, 42,000 denominations being mm. a sign of division, everything. And, and I think that's true. And ch church history shows the fights and the conflict that has happened in the church, sometimes because it was necessary. And I, well, I think probably more often because it was necessary, just the way it was handled probably wasn't the best way and, and maybe didn't honour that Romans verse. Um, but at the same time, that, the fruit of that and God's, God's um, turning that horrible thing into something good and beautiful is we do have diversity and we have the many parts of the body in the city. So we have a lot, we have about 140 churches, I think, in Toowoomba. There are a hundred that you can recognize, but there's a few others around the place. Um, and it, no two churches are the same. Um, and on the one hand, you go, well, we're, we're in disunity. But on the other hand, I think you can go, no, we're many parts of the body. I mean, Jesus is the head of his church in this city, and he's got his parts of his body where he wants them. Um, and so that's another, I think, switch to flick in our minds when we approach our city and working in unity with others. Is, is like, like we started off with, we are already unified and I'm not the head of the church. Jesus mm. is the head of the church 
and he has his body deployed in the city where he wants them. I think that's mm -hmm. a good starting point. What it's a good starting point. I mean, as I've said, um, you know, among the many parts of the body in our city, there's um, there's pain there because yeah. they have um, been launched out maybe, um, yeah, just through disunity, offence, unforgiveness. So my heart still longs, even though we can celebrate the diversity, mm. reconciled diversity is what yeah. is our <laughs> ultimate good. aim. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's... I don't care if there's two trillion churches in the world, mm. as long as they're reconciled and diverse. Yeah. But I think as long as as long as there is unforgiveness and offence, we will never. Uh, the enemy will always yes. be at work yes. and have a a foot in the camp and mm. bringing down the work of God. So, um, yep, let's celebrate the many, yeah. but let's still work towards, um, yeah, yeah, love and very unity. Good. This is an episode where we would love to hear your thoughts. Um, we're, we're just we're not not experts on this. Um, we just some thoughts and from experience and from looking at the scriptures and all that sort of thing. So if you want to give your story or something like that, please email us or just comment below on the Facebook page. We'd love to collect these stories of where maybe, you know, we, we, we want to, with the good stories, we also want the stories that aren't so good um, just to help the rest of us to, to get to a place of working together, even though we disagree. I also wanted to reference one of our very early episodes where we spoke about working with people who don't even share our faith. Mm. Um, I think there's some stuff in there that's really helpful for this disagreement conversation. Like when you talk about disagreement, you can disagree on everything else in the world except for homeless people. <laughs> and you want to see homeless people looked after in your city. You can work with those people, even though you disagree on everything else. Um, and that's, that's an episode to look at, which we'll reference in the show notes as well. And I mean, you mentioned why does the church seem to have more disagreements? I think we've got high expectations. Mm. <laughs> we think that as Christians, like I don't, mind that you know i disagree with the trillion things with um the people in my city mm. except we can gather around one but i think with christians you hope that you would that that they're false expectations that yeah. sometimes we get yep. um which you got to deal with as well yeah absolutely i think the highest of our expectations will be fulfilled the moment we the moment jesus evan was on our last episode and sung that song the mo that moment jesus returns making everything new and the picture that we have in scripture of that moment is a table with a feast which we will all be sitting at together as one no matter what our background on earth no matter what mm. fights we've had or disagreements we've had and we will all be overwhelmed with the perfection of jesus and him being the host of the table and that will fulfill the highest of highest highest of high expectations Awesome. Yeah. Look forward to it. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Without ever wrapping up our podcast very well at all, I don't know how to conclude things. Music. It's been a great discussion. <laughs> Do you want me to sing a song? Cue the saxophone. <laughs> yes, excellent. <laughs> great discussion. Thank you, And Sam. I think the only thing I'm disappointed about is you find more to disagree on. Next time. Next time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.